www.org headquarters line, I mean website. Uh, you can download that or watch that in Spanish and in English, and they will have uh, evangelists that will be praying for folks to receive the Holy Ghost. I believe the Lord is pouring out the Holy Ghost. He, as I mentioned this morning, Jesus used the day, the great day of the feast as an illustration of when the Holy Spirit in St. John the seventh chapter was going to be poured out and yet we knew, uh, know that he was not yet glorified. This is one of those three feasts that are celebrated in uh, Judaism and it's one of those um, monumental things because it's the word down in our hearts. Uh, it, as I mentioned this morning, celebrates the giving of the law and 3,000 were killed that day originally whenever Moses came down and it's like the Lord turns it all around in Acts the second chapter and the Bible says 3,000 were added to the church and so when you see how the Lord sort of made sure it was going to all work out and so he wrote as Ezekiel and Jeremiah had prophesied the law in the fleshly tables of our hearts. So uh, this word of God dwells in us richly. And I mentioned uh, this morning, and I, I think I, I read to you what uh, Jesus actually had said when he said um, to them that I, I want you to understand in St. John, the 16th chapter, he said, you must understand, I'm going to leave you and I'm not going to be able to be with you. And yet it's important, it's expedient, it's necessary that I leave so the comforter can come. Later in that same chapter, it's called the spirit of truth. And he said, if I don't depart, I, 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 when I depart, I will send him to you. And then, of course, in the 20th chapter, after the crucifixion, after the resurrection, he then goes in, breathes on them, and says, Receive ye uh, the Holy Ghost. And, and so they were in, anticipating, and he told them, Go and uh, wait. Here we are. You know, that's like, um, Go, stop. Have you ever felt that? Go, tarry in Jerusalem. Well, wait a minute. What are we supposed to do? Go or tarry? And the, basically the Lord said, I want you to obey me, go, but I want you to wait until the promise of the Father. They didn't know what they were praying for, but 120 of them were in the upper room. They didn't know what to do. Nobody told them how to repent of their sins. They had been repenting. Nobody told them how to praise God. I'm sure they were praying and praising God through all of that. I, I, I know they had been afraid whenever the Lord appeared to them, but yet here it was. They they received the Holy Ghost and they received the power. And when they came out of that upper room shouting and dancing, there were people probably anywhere from a half a million to a million even possibly Jews that had come from everywhere, saw them, heard them speaking in tongues and were amazed and said one to another, what's going on? These are all Galileans. And that's when, of course, Simon preached the beautiful sermon in the second chapter of Acts and ended by saying, you know 
what? You guys crucified him, but what you're seeing now is that same spirit he's poured out on us. And they go, what should we do? He said, repent, be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus, and ye shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost for the promises unto you and your children to all that are afar off, even as many as the Lord our God shall call. So what a privilege to be apostolic, Pentecostal, on the day of Pentecost. And what a privilege it is to have the presence and power of Almighty God. Now, I, I recognize that this is something that I have to do individually. I have to be willing to open my will. I have to open myself up to the Spirit. I cannot, uh, the, uh, the, yes, my mind and I realize my eyes, my nose, my ears, I can take in information and I've seen people and they're, they want to receive the Holy Ghost and they, they will come and pray and they think it's hard and uh, they will pray and I don't know if they didn't believe. I don't know if they're trying to think about what they're saying. I don't know, but at some point you've got to open your will and say, Lord, it doesn't matter who's around me. It doesn't matter what I look like. It doesn't matter what I sound like. I am now wanting your spirit. The Bible says they that ask. And so you ask and then you open your will and say, you know what, you know, do whatever you want with me. I'll never forget. There's a lady that we pastored in Lone Oak and, and her name was Grace. I won't tell you her last name. They might have family watching. I hope not. Anyway, and, and she came and she prayed for the Holy Ghost and 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 it never seemed like she could get through to the Holy Ghost experience of his speaking in other tongues and it just seemed like it was a brick wall and we would pray and pray and pray and then she would sit down and, and it was like she would get so close and, and she'd lick her lips and she'd swallow and, and it was like oh whatever I, you know and we would pray and my dad and mom they're, they're here they can rem remember what happened and one day she prayed for a long time and then she just sat down on the front row about there where Shauna is and she was just sitting there and she was just kind of had her hands up and was worshiping the Lord and all of a sudden she began to speak in other tongues and we went nuts. She didn't go nuts, but we went nuts. Because she had worn out the saints of the Most High for years. And I, we just went bananas, biting the ceiling, you know, swinging from the chandeliers. And in those days, that was when, you know, you ask somebody, well, how do you feel? Whatever. And put a microphone in their mouth. And... I'll never forget her response. Grace, how do you feel? Well, it's not as bad as I thought it would be. <laughs> Remember? Absolutely said that. And I just, and it, it dawned on me immediately, she had been afraid that the Lord was going to do something crazy with her and she would be embarrassed and people would look at her. And as long as she had the fear of what somebody's going to say or do, it was like, I can't freely open my will to allow the Lord just to flow through me. And, when, and the Lord is gracious. He is not going to make you do anything nuts. He 
He's not going to make you cluck like a chicken or do anything weird. I promise you. He, but let me explain something to you. You still have to just open your heart and your will and say, Lord, not my will, but thine. I don't care what anybody else says or does. I'm just going to open myself up to the flow of the Holy Ghost. Now, when, when you do that, you focus, you believed on the Lord, you're, you, you've, you've asked the Lord to forgive you, you've keep your focus on him, and then you begin to worship, then you don't have to worry. There, there's not a special formula for this. It just will happen automatically. He will pour out his spirit. And I promise you, it will happen. You just keep, you know, keep hungering and thirsting and, you know, decide, I want that experience that you came and died on Calvary for. I want to receive God in us. I want the Holy Ghost to be in me and through me and all, all till it flows out like a bubbling artesian well. That's what I want from God. And when you do that, then you will receive that because the promise is unto you and to your it does and that's why I said this morning about uh, the, the gift of the Holy Ghost is a great unifier it doesn't matter what your educational background is it doesn't matter what religion you called yourself it doesn't matter where how you were raised it doesn't matter who your family was or is it does not matter I, I Siobhan's got a great heritage of apostolic uh, Pentecostal parents and grandparents and great-grandparents and I can keep going great-great-grandparents but you know what she individually will have to open her heart to the will of and her will and say Lord let it flow through me I can't do it for her, her parents can't do it for her. it's all up to me and my will because that's the way the Lord is and so then the next problem becomes how do you live in the spirit? Because we want to live in the spirit and that's where you receive the Holy Ghost, you receive the Holy Spirit and now you want to live in it. Romans the 8th chapter, Paul began to write and he told them there is no condemnation. Wouldn't you like to feel that? No condemnation? Wow. To them which are in Christ who walk not after the flesh but after the spirit. For the law of the spirit of life in Christ has made me free of the law of sin and death. For what the law could not do and it was weak through the flesh, God sending his own son in the likeness of sinful flesh and for sin condemned sin in the flesh. That the righteousness of the law might be fulfilled in us who walk not after the flesh but after the spirit. For they that are after the spirit do mind, they that are after the spirit mind the things of the spirit. For to be carnally minded is death and to be spiritually minded is life and peace. And so I want to walk in the Spirit. And that's something that I've got to daily open myself up. That's why it's a well of living water springing up within. That's why Jesus told the woman of Sychar at the well, I can give you water that no, where you don't have to come here to drink. Every day it becomes my responsibility to somehow let the Holy Spirit begin to flow through me. Let the presence of Almighty God throw, flow through me. Because you see, th this is <clears throat> that's why in Galatians he said, this I say then, walk in the Spirit 
and you will not fulfill the lust of the flesh. For the flesh lusts against the spirit and the spirit against the flesh. And they are contrary to one another so that you can't do the things that you would. You are going to be in a constant battle. Once you get the Holy Ghost, there's a battle going on between what's the inner man and the outer man. And you're going to have to let the inner man spirit out to conquer the outer man. And you say, well, I don't have any battle. I don't have any battle with my emotions. I don't have any battle with, my, with spirits. I don't have any battle with my attitude. I am able to walk in the spirit at all times. Well, God bless you. Amen. The only way you can conquer that outer man is to let the Holy Ghost flow out of you. It is not possible. It is impossible to keep this attitude and anger and frustration and bitterness and hurt. You say, well, I wouldn't be this way, but it's COVID. Well, then whatever. I wouldn't be this way, you know, but it, whatever. I, I know. I, I saw the, all the jokes too. People sent them to me, you know. The guy that, you know, the doctor tells him, says, you know, you're going to have to be quarantined 14 days with your wife and kids. you got two options. One, be A, be quarantined 14 days with your wife and kids, or B, he said B, I want B. <laughs> B, just no right off, it's B. I, whatever B is, that's fine, B. <laughs> What are you saying? I'm saying that's the hour we're living in. Yes. The enemy is doing what he can to attack our hearts and minds and emotions, our imaginations, our thoughts. And we have to walk in the spirit. And, and, I, and there are two boundaries to walking in the spirit. It's kind of like a left hand and a right hand. It's on the sides of the ditch. It's like two ways that you can get off track. <clears throat> You know what they are? <laughs> Grieving on one hand, quenching on the other. Because the Holy Ghost is not going to force you. The Lord is not going to demand. He is not going to force you to worship Him. He's not going to force you to praise Him. He's not going to force you to even to live for Him. Oh, he may make it so uncomfortable and he may make you think about it 24 hours a day. But I want to tell you, it's not God getting you that's going to make you turn around because the Bible is very clear. The goodness of God leads men to repentance. Yes. You may suffer the consequences if you choose not to live for God. You may suffer all kinds of consequences. I understand that. But let me tell you, it's not God trying to attack you. It's because of God's goodness that all of us can feel the presence and touch of the Holy Ghost. That's why in Ephesians, he told him, the fourth chapter, the 24th through the 32nd verse, put on the new man, which is... After God is created in righteousness, doing what is right in true holiness. And then he starts going through things. And I know, I, I don't, I, it's Sunday night and we want to worship and have fun. And yet, boy, it, it, Paul told him in Ephesians, don't lie, don't, you know, don't get angry. Don't, let not sun go down on your wrath. And now we've already violated it. Don't steal, don't... Let any corrupt communication come out of your mouth, 
but that which is good to the building up. Everything I tell my family is good and builds them up and encourages them the last 10 weeks, huh? <laughs> Nobody's gotten under my skin and I haven't told, huh? Oh, Lord. He called it corrupt communication. That which is good to the edifying, ministering grace. Oh, Lord, we've our. And then he says this words, and grieve not the Holy Spirit of God. What does that mean? When, when I start doing something and saying something, oh, I feel a little prick in my heart. Oh, God, I'm sorry. Huh? What is that? That's the Holy Ghost. And it's telling me, oh, you shouldn't have said it quite like that. Maybe you need to, huh? Amen. Anybody ever felt that or just me? Amen. Oh, yeah. Well, that, that tells me my, my walk. I'm not really walking in the Spirit. I'm kind of grieving the Holy Ghost a little bit. You understand what I'm saying? And then I have to say, and then he goes on to say, you know, put out bitterness, wrath, anger, evil speaking, put it all away. Be kind to one another, tender-hearted, forgiving one another. But you don't know what they did to me. <laughs> That's why, you know, when you read verses like that and you hear sermons like this, <laughs> but you don't know what they did, and I, I don't want to let it go <laughs> right now. So even though I know it's grieving the Lord in me. Why is the Lord in me? Remember, he said, I must go away. Why? Because you are going to represent me. You are going to R-E, represent Christ. So you are supposed to present Christ to everyone. And I'm going to tell you something. I can't do that without a full dose of the Holy Ghost. Maybe you can, <laughs> but I'm telling you, it's hard enough to do it full of the Holy Ghost. Amen. Huh? Amen. Before long, I realized, boy, I got one foot in the ditch over here of grieving the Holy Ghost. The other side of the ditch <laughs> was found in Thessalonians where he said, rejoice. What's the next word? Evermore. Evermore. What does that mean? All time, even more. Oh, yeah, I'm rejoicing all the time. Woo! Thank you, Lord, for COVID. Hallelujah! Huh? Rejoice evermore. Then what? Pray without ceasing. In everything, do what? Give thanks. But you don't know. Okay. What, what, what's going on? For this is the will of God. This is God's will in, for you, concerning you. And then what's the next phrase? Quench not. Now, I don't know about you. I, you know, before we realized how dangerous it was, my folks used to let me drink out of a water hose. I don't know if y'all ever done that. But that was a long time ago before you now have to get it in a bottle. And I, I realized it. You know, if water's not in a bottle, it's no good. But you ever turn on a water hose and 
you know, just drink, you let it run till it gets cool, drink. And then there was a quenching that you could do. Huh? And you hold it. And then when somebody you see walks down the street, as you unquench it, did y'all ever do that? Maybe that, uh, uh, I'm not, we don't have to worry. Kids don't use water hoses anymore, so it's okay, parents. I'm not teaching them anything bad. But when you unquench it or unkink it, huh? So when I think of quench not the Holy Ghost, that's what I'm thinking of. Quench not the Spirit. What are you talking about? That, you know, I have the power to either let the Holy Ghost flow through me. Well, I didn't really like the songs they were singing. I didn't really. I was just a little tired tonight. I didn't like. You know what? It doesn't matter whether I'm at home watching it. Lord, let your spirit. Lord, forgive me. Wash me. Cleanse me. Huh? What? I don't want to quench the spirit. I realize and I, I know I'm not telling you you've got to, you know, have a 30-minute prayer meeting when you're praying at the, wherever you're at the diner, you know, and pray for missionaries and everything else. I understand all of that. But we, I realize we quench it all the time. But you know what? Oh, God, I don't want to fall in the ditch where it's been. Well, I haven't, I haven't talked in tongues since I was, you know, 15 and 15 years old and I'm now in my 80s. Oh, let that not be said that I am saying, Lord, I want your spirit to flow through me. Why? Because that's the only thing that keeps me washed, keeps me cleansed, keeps my emotions in check is to be able to say, Lord, wash me, cleanse me. And I have the will to say, with the hose. And the Lord's not going to knock me down. He's not going to hit me upside the head. But that's why David would say in Psalms, he would say it like this, Who can understand his errors? Cleanse thou me from my secret thoughts. He was repenting. Keep back thy servant from presumptuous sins. Let them not have dominion over me. Then shall I be upright. I shall be innocent from my, the great transgression. Let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in thy sight. O Lord, my strength and my redeemer. What are you saying? Oh God, I want everything that flows out of my heart. I want every thought that I have to be washed with the presence and power of almighty God. That's not an easy task, but that's why I have to live in the spirit and walk in the spirit. If I don't live in the spirit and walk in the spirit, I'm telling you I will either quench the spirit or I'll grieve the spirit. And I know immediately people go, well, how far can you grieve him before? You know, I, I am not the judge. All I know is, Lord, I want to live. I want every thought, every meditation. I want it to be, oh, does that mean you're perfect? No, but I'm striving for it. How? By trying to stay full of the Spirit of God. And that's the beauty and the power of, of Pentecost. Hebrews, the fourth chapter, the ninth verse, there remaineth therefore a rest to the people of God. He that has entered into this rest, he shall cease from his labors. 
in his own works as God did from his. Let us labor therefore work to enter into that rest. What are you saying? It's work sometimes to stay full of the Holy Ghost. Huh? Sorry, it's work. You think that it's just, well, you got the Holy Ghost and you'll never have another problem. Oh, no. It just seems like the devil knows what buttons to push. Huh? It just seems like the enemy knows exactly how to get out. Oh, but you know what? That same spirit that raised Jesus from the dead. Whew. He said, lest any man fall of the same example of unbelief for the word of God is quick and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword piercing even to the dividing asunder of the soul and spirit. Joints and marrow is a discoverer of the thoughts and intents of the heart. There is no creature now that is not manifest in his sight and is naked and opened unto the eyes of him with whom we have to do. See, that's why we say, Lord... On Pentecost Sunday, just open me up. I want to know. I want to know who I am. I want to know what stuff's living in me. I want to know what's going on in my heart. Why? Because I want to stay full of your spirit. That's why this year we started off by praying, Lord, I want to live to glorify you. I want to learn who I am. I want you to search me, wash me, cleanse me. Lord, I want you to, I want to be a lifter and an encourager. I want to encourage somebody. I want to love your word more than ever before. I want to lead in faith, to faith, through faith. Had five little prayers. Oh God, help me to live, learn, live. Love, lead. Why? That's what walking in the Spirit's all about. Isaiah said it. What a rest is, for with stammering lips and another tongue will he speak to his people. To whom he said, This is the rest to cause the weary to rest. This is the refreshing. Yet they would not hear. In this hour, of horrible things going on nationally and internationally and deaths and people tragedy with a man that was killed in St. Paul and all this anger and vitriol rage and wrath and malice and bitterness people almost on the edge you know what I'm talking about you go into a store and if you don't have a mask on well they get mad you walk down the aisle if you didn't see the green sticker that I can go this way and somebody comes the other way and you're I found myself, you know, don't cross me. Don't say anything to me. I'm at home. I'm stressed. I'm under pressure. And the Lord said, I came so that you could have all that stuff jump, jump, washed out. How do I do it, Lord? How do I get my mind clean? How do I get my thoughts cleaned? How do I get my heart clean? How do I get my emotions clean? The only way I know to cleanse any of it 
It's to let the Holy Ghost begin to flow through you. That's all. I, I, don't, I don't have any other solution. You say, well, I'll just keep repenting. Yeah, that's fine. You can repent and ask God to forgive you, but then just keep raising your hands and say, Lord, I want to open myself up to the flow of the Holy Ghost. That's what's so exciting about being apostolic, of having it received it. And you know what? Tomorrow, it's 51 years, June the 1st, 1969, the year of our Lord, I received the Holy Ghost with the evidence of speaking in other tongues for the first time. The Lord is able to keep you. I never thought I'd have it 51 years. Never thought I'd be live to be this age. But you know what? God is able. What are you saying? You say, well, I got it in, I got it in 69 and I haven't prayed through yet. 51 years later. I hope that's not my testimony. I hope every chance I get, I'm saying, Lord, wash me. Cleanse me. I want to live in the Spirit. Let's stand. Hallelujah. Hallelujah.